It's been an extraordinary year. I'd like to welcome you to this special best of edition of Cardinal Compass, Campus and Community Conversations. In this episode, we will revisit some of the highlights of the past academic year, including our conversation with Muncie Mayor Dan Ridenauer, our discussion about some of our campus's newest facilities, and our celebration of our football team's historic win at the Arizona Bowl. All that and more here on Cardinal Compass. From the campus of Ball State University on Ball State PBS and Indiana Public Radio, this is Cardinal Compass, Campus and Community Conversations. At Ball State University, we are empowered to seek new insights, unrestrained by convention. We reimagine the future, spread our wings, and fly. Lifted by knowledge, enabled across disciplines, we are inspired, engaged, and exhilarated, propelled to change the world, and with beneficence as our guide, at Ball State University, we fly. Hello and welcome to Cardinal Compass. This time we've got a unique episode on our hands, taking a look back at the best moments from this past year. And today we're going to look at what we call the three C's, connections, construction, and champions. I'm Blake Dollier. And I'm Delmi Hernandez. This year has been one for the history books, no doubt. Let's start with our conversation with Mayor Dan Ridenauer about the first C, connections, from Ball State to businesses in downtown Muncie. With bustling storefronts, vibrant coffee shops, and cozy bookstores, downtown Muncie is a unique intersection of businesses and community. In the last 20 years, downtown has gone from nearly 90% of storefronts being vacant to now teeming with a diverse collection of new and old businesses. The people who choose downtown, whether they choose it for business or as a visitor, um, are looking for something that's unusual, that is exceptional. Um, I think it's one place in Muncie where everybody's invited. A major factor for local businesses continues to be the large influx of students that blanket the Muncie area during the school months. You can't deny that 18,000 people in your community have a huge economic impact. Their buying power is huge. Um, but again, I also think that they bring a vibrancy to our community that when you're gone is felt. You know, that there's something beautiful about youth. Crowder says one of the goals moving forward is to attract students to the downtown area while continuing their mission of creating an environment for sustainable economic and cultural growth. Kate Young, Cardinal Compass. So what do you see as the most important factors in maintaining a, a thriving uh, economy in a college town, Mayor? Well, I think uh, in, in not just in college towns, but maybe particularly in college towns, small businesses are the key. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if we have a roughly 2,400 small businesses, and if, if we can help uh, half of them add one employee, that's 1,200 new employees. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's a lot easier to accomplish. Uh, it might not seem like it, but that's a lot easier to accomplish than to encourage a facility to come here with 1,200 jobs in one factory. Uh, so it's easier to help the small businesses. So a couple of things that we've done at the city, if we, we've connected some, some uh, business organizations with uh, some of the banking community so that they understand what resources are available from, for them from that. But we've also put out several hundred thousand dollars in loans through our Muncie Industrial Revolving Loan Fund. Mm -hmm. These are loans that the businesses are required to pay back, but we put uh, many of these 
were put out in a way to help businesses get restarted once the economy was opened back up after COVID. Uh, and, we, and most of those were very successful. And one of the pieces of the puzzle is Ball State University. Uh, kind of, President Mearns, if you want to start off on this question, you know, how is Ball State kind of working with businesses throughout the city to help really get things going? Well, certainly we want to encourage our students to patronize the small businesses that the mayor was speaking, uh, speaking about. Also through immersive learning projects, you know, mm -hmm. those are campus-based, excuse me, community-based learning projects. Uh, we know that our students can learn from those experiential uh, opportunities, but also they can benefit a company, a business, or an organization in the area. And you may have heard about this new program sponsored by TechPoint and the Ball Brothers Foundation, an externship program in high-tech businesses. So we're going to bring not only Ball State students, but other college students from institutions around the state to come to Muncie for a summer program so that they can see that this is a place where you could have a good career, but also a high quality of life. So there are many ways in which we can support the businesses. Absolutely. And what are some upcoming events or initiatives in the works to help expand businesses? If we start with you, uh, well, Mayor. Well, and, uh, and let me give you another example of yeah, collaboration sure. on the part of the city and Ball State and a local business. Mm -hmm. uh, the Muncie Mall uh, ha has, uh, like a lot of institutions, uh, is struggling with the big box stores. The small stores are doing very well. But we had, there was some empty space within the mall we, uh, we, I was able to help connect Ball State University with the Muncie Mall and but now Ball State through one of their uh, urban planning departments in Scott Truex uh, has, uh, has rented several thousand square feet and they're making some of that space available in a program that I, I attended last night that was open to the, or two nights ago that was open to the public about uh, a, a particular project. So part of that immersive learning and collaborative effort uh, not only did they rent space from the mall, uh, puts them out in the community, it's a space that it's easily uh, COVID, uh, you can be safe and visit that particular space, but it's a way that, that that's one of the instances of where we've connected uh, Ball State and businesses and they responded in a very positive way. In terms of uh, safety and crime, um, what do you think are the best ways the com Muncie community can, and Ball State can come together and prevent any type of rise? Well, so I'll speak, we have a strong working relationship between the University Police Department and the Muncie Police Department. They do everything from working together to coordinate traffic on a busy weekend of commencement and also to work collaboratively when there are incidents out in the neighborhoods. And also we've tapped into the expertise of our faculty and staff, Marsha McGriff, Melinda Massinio, and others who have worked closely with the Muncie Police Department on implicit bias training, mm -hmm. on conflict resolution training, and they have been receptive to that training. We've also been working with the Delaware County Sheriff's Department. So that's a way we can ensure safety uh, for all members of our community. And I'm mm -hmm. grateful to the mayor that he and the police department in Muncie have been receptive to tapping into our expertise. And real quickly, Mr. President, I know you hit on it a second ago. Kind of just talk about both of you guys, uh, how students are being kept safe when going out into the community when they're leaving campus. I know that's top of mind between both of you guys. Sure. Well, I'll let the mayor, I had a chance to respond. I'll let the mayor speak to it. Well, I think that uh, if, you, if you look at the actual results um, our new police chief, they have put, our chief and deputy chief, so Chief Sloan and Deputy Chief Peace have put in completely new uh, training standards. Um, and I will admit we've removed a few officers um, from our team. Um, and I, I think what, you're, what, what we're seeing within the community is a, a increased trust 
and, and there's been inc definitely increased communication with the neighborhoods uh, and with Ball State, and I, we're certainly seeing a, a reduction in uh, anything that has to do with the. Uh, a, a negative component. I think you'll find that you that the students are very safe off campus, and you, very safe. Yeah, off and campus. you saw this summer when there was the very large uh, demonstration march mm -hmm. back in. I think it was in June. It was one of the largest demonstrations maybe yep. in the history of Muncie. Working closely together with the students who organized that event, with the University Police Department Absolutely. and the Muncie Police Department. That very important peaceful demonstration was conducted peacefully all around the community. It shows that we can respond working together right. even when there's times of stress and tension in our country. This year has also been one where some excitement has been building. Campus is moving south and we've seen new buildings, new restaurants, and so much more coming to the area. Let's take a look at the second C, construction, as Ball State moves closer to the village. Well, as it builds towards the village, back in March, I went on a walkthrough tour of one of the new buildings, the Foundational Science Building. And I got a behind the scenes look of all the new facilities in the works. I've uh, been really fortunate and blessed in my career to be a part of a lot of pretty exciting things. Um, but as far as Ball State goes, this, this absolutely tops them all. Finishing the chapter and turning the page to a new beginning. With new buildings, a safe walkway to downtown, and renovations campus-wide. Well, anything compared to Cooper is an improvement. Um, that building is pretty tired. Ball State Foundational Science Building is set to open fall of 2021, meaning students can begin their educational journeys as soon as next year. And the massive facility is nothing shy groundbreaking. I started here on the ground level and walked all the way up to the top floor and eventually the roof to cover every square inch of the new facility. We just walked really two blocks. Really? Yep. Wow. A lengthy building closer to the village aiming to boost local businesses and taking feedback from students that they gave about Cooper Science and applying it to help improve their college experience. Um, when they do programming of a building is to try to take all that feedback uh -huh. um, in order to produce the best designed new building. The Multicultural Center is also moving over by Bracken Library and Pruis Hall. It's, it's, it's bittersweet um, because there's a lot of history in this building. Um, there's also a, um, a, a part where a part of us that will always be here in this space. These changes, all with the same goal in mind, a stronger campus community. Blake Dahlier, Cardinal Compass. Oh, so the, these will be those balconies then. Yep. So we do have new educational buildings coming in. So what new avenues can we see from these buildings being built and what opportunities will they provide for students? Well, so you've seen the two new buildings that are going up on the East Academic Quad, the new Health Professions Building, which has been open for about 18 months, and then the Foundational Sciences Building, which will open this summer. They're going to be linked through by that East Mall. They're going to be linked more closely to the village. We hope that that will encourage mm -hmm. students and faculty and staff to take advantage of opportunities in the village. But as Jim can explain, that East Mall will run through the heart of campus, uh, past the new Grand Lawn, and then ultimately up to the Recreation Center. Yes, so we've accomplished a good 60% of that East Mall build-out, but what's really great about what we're doing is we're also collaborating with the community. So when we build our pathways and our walkways through the campus, we do align with, with the, the City of Muncie and what they're doing in that regard. So when finished, the East Mall will connect with the Martin Street pathway. It will take you down to the, uh, the river and the bicycle path at that location. So 
you know, we're trying to connect all our opportunities on campus with those with the community as well. When you're talking about pathways and, and avenues and so forth. Yeah. Now, right. and, and one of the things, yeah. so what I like to say is, once that East Mall <laughs> is completed, and as, you, as Jim right. was saying, connected to the street, you're gonna be able to ride a bicycle from our campus recreation center on a dedicated bike path to the White River Greenway, to the Cardinal Greenway, and all the way to Richmond, Indiana. Yeah. Now you'll be able to do that, and Jim will be able to do that. The <laughs> distance is too large for me, but it's a great way, as Jim was saying, the connectivity of our right. campus to the community and right. to the natural resources that exist throughout our region. No, obviously that sounds wonderful, but I think a question that both students and parents would really want to know is how does allocating that money for construction projects work? Does it depend on the number of students in a major, or is it more so to try to get more students into those facilities? and for those materials for them to succeed. Yeah, so there's really two different sources of funding. For our academic buildings, we're quite fortunate that the state of Indiana has invested approximately $210 million in the Health Professions Building, in the Foundational Sciences Building, and then the third phase, which is the complete rehabilitation of Cooper Science. So we're grateful to uh, the General Assembly and the governor for those investments. For our other buildings, they depend at least on our own resources right. and housing and dining revenue mm -hmm. supports the construction and maintenance of residence halls and dining halls. And then for our upgrades of our athletics facilities, a lot of that depends upon the support of our donors and supporters. So it's really two or three different streams of, of resources. Yeah, so building off of what the president mentioned, decades ago, three, four decades ago, there were those who were good stewards of our finances who put aside out of uh, revenue sources that came from residence halls and dining facilities, 3% of that revenue that built up over time. And by virtue of that good financial stewardship, we have the ability to build the North Residential neighborhood that we're building, the new dining facilities, we renovate our buildings. Certainly you can't do it all at one time, you have to spread it out, but by having that resource, along with the good uh, resources that come from the state of Indiana for academic buildings and the donor base that helps us as well, that's why we're able to do what we're able to do. The village is a staple of Muncie and for Ball State students to explore. Village Green Records owner Travis Harvey says it's part of the community he believes everyone can enjoy. We cater to, I would say, a, on average, like 13-year-old to 70-year-old range. I mean, so any day, a very wide range of people walk in here. Harvey says he wants to see the university get more involved. But Ball State doesn't really, I don't think they really terribly have to do very much deliberate on their part to make a difference, and nor have they ever. While Harvey is thriving, David Barnett had to make some changes to his business. He's the owner of Wizard's Keep, a game store which has been open since 1984. The shop stayed in the village until 2012, but then moved to White River Plaza. Uh, we couldn't really find the space that we needed in the Ball State Village. However, Barnett says the issues extend beyond the space inside. The second big issue that we really had in the Ball State Village was parking. Uh, we had a lot of issues with customers being towed. And as some business owners hope BSU gets more involved, Harvey is encouraged with the progress he feels has been made so far. I would say in the recent, like, last five, six years, there seems to be a push for Ball State to help out the community and, and become a member of the community by hosting, like, events and having festivals down in this region. And he hopes the university can help keep students in the region after they graduate. Maybe they could provide more 
tax incentives or something like that to try to help promote. Maybe they could have a better relationship with a lot of students to try to keep them in the area with grants and things. Brandon Carson, Cardinal Compass. So on to another project that we've heard a lot about, which is the Multicultural Center. I actually walked right by it this morning. So what impact do you believe it will have on students? So I think it's going to have a profound impact. Um, moving that facility, that important facility, from the perimeter of campus right. to the center of campus, to the heart of campus, will ensure that all students have ready access to the programs and activities and offerings that exist there. And grateful to Jim for helping us locate, find that site. And you can see it's strategically located right off the East Mall. So there is a lot of invitation and excitement from the village, from the community to come into the center of campus, which will be even more exciting with the multicultural center and the amphitheater that we'll build in that central location. And it's much needed, mm. much needed. But what will happen mm. to the former multicultural center once the new one's built? Well, that is a house that uh, we will eventually tear down but what we're working on is a way to memorialize the fact that that was the multicultural center. So one of the proposals, I propose that we make that a green space. Could be a couple benches out there, could be an area where you could just sit and maybe a plaque to uh, memorialize the fact that that's where that building was located. And we're even talking about how you transition from that location to the new location with some event. Mm. So. Yeah. Um, I know the amphitheater was just mentioned not long ago, mm -hmm. so with that amphitheater, what impact will that have on the students and the university as well? Well, certainly it'll be an opportunity for our students in music and theater and other performing arts to use that as a venue. I predict, though, even when we don't have organized activities there, that students will take advantage of that resource for their own informal activities or student organization activities. And also, Charlie Brown, who is the principal donor that is making this amphitheater possible, was also very insistent right. that that amphitheater be a resource for the community. Mm. So we can imagine working with the Muncie Symphony Orchestra, the Muncie Civic Theater to bring their programs and their performances to that amphitheater, which will allow our students and our faculty and staff to see the cultural resources that exist in the community off campus. So it's going to be a great, it's going to be a great resource, and it's a wonderful design. Yes. So to President's point, he uh, he emphasized the need for community involvement. He also emphasized the need for student involvement. So besides being a venue that could be used for music and theater and dance, it's also a venue that can be used for any student organization. It could be used for orientation. It could be used for any event that the students want to hold in that Grand Lawn area that will be created along with the amphitheater. And Blake, how about some championships to boot? Well, we're a football school now. This year may have been a wild ride, but if you ask anybody on the Ball State football team, it was well worth the wait. A MAC title and a victory in the Arizona Bowl to boot, plus becoming a nationally ranked school in the postseason poll for the first time ever. Where do we begin? Director of Athletics Beth Getz is a good place to start with the Final C, championships. But winning more isn't the focus. It's taking things one step at a time. Now talk about the success of the football team. Overall, what's it meant, not just for the Ball State campus community, but also the Muncie community? Well, it's certainly been an exciting time on our campus, even though we weren't able to have too many students or fans uh, in the stadium. But the way our team played this year, it certainly generated enthusiasm all across the university community, spread literally all across the country because so many of our games uh, were televised. And certainly it energized the people here in Muncie, right, Beth? Absolutely did. Now, now, Director Getz, can you kind of explain what's it meant for the athletic department as a whole? 
Yeah, well, you know, just that enthusiasm is contagious, and it's a, um, a really close group, and so all sports really unite behind each other in, in uh, helping to make sure they're striving for success. So that what we saw the football team accomplish is, is contagious, and we know there are many other teams that are anxious to do as well. And how does such a good season impact the university overall? Is it helping with enrollment? I, I think it will. First of all, I think, as Beth said, that success begets success and certainly that excitement and enthusiasm was spreading throughout the athletics department but I think it generated excitement all across campus and certainly raised our profile uh, by playing on national television first time ever on a CBS network uh, on New Year's Eve certainly will generate additional interest in the in the university also rallied our alumni we had a virtual tailgate parties or pregame parties before the MAC championship and before uh, and before the uh, the Arizona Bowl, but also what what I think is uh, so special about the season and why I do think it will help us with enrollment is because it demonstrated the character and commitment of our students. You know, student athletes—they're they're a visible. Um, representation of the student body, but they're like our other students in that, in that sense of purpose, that sense of commitment and dedication and determination. And I think people will want to be a part of, of the university, not just because of the success, but because of that character and culture. Now, kind of moving forward into next season, obviously this season was one for the ages, one for the record books, but what are your expectations for next year? Yeah, our expectations are even bigger this year. Uh, or moving into next year. Um, you know, we know there's a target on our back, and, and a lot of people are going to want to play us and beat us. Um, and we accept that, but we know how many players are coming back. I think it's 20 to 22 starters that are coming back. And for us, our goal now is to play in a New Year's Six Bowl, uh, which, which means we have to finish the year undefeated. And, and really, we understand that, but we, we know we're going to take it one day at a time and, and move each day as if it's, uh, you know, everybody's hunt, coming for us. Mm -hmm. The pandemic has taken a toll on everyone, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And the year has been one we won't soon forget, but we want to thank everybody who's helped us get through the year. And then now, that'll do it for us here on this special edition of Cardinal Compass. I'm Blake Dollier. And I'm Delmi Hernandez. Have a great summer. You know you're a Ball State Cardinal when you first hear the chirp. When you look to Frog Baby for luck and Beneficence for guidance. You're a Ball State Cardinal when you chase your dreams, present your case, and win. When the university you call home is small enough to be a community, but big enough to change the world. You know you're a Ball State Cardinal when you're one of us. We are Ball State University. We fly. Cardinal Compass was produced at Ball State University by students of the College of Communication, Information, and Media at the studios of University Media Services. Cardinal Compass was produced by Hunter Schaefer. Special thanks to Sean Ashcraft for production assistance. The Department of Telecommunications, University Media Services, Ball State Marketing and Communications, and the Digital Corps.